The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Ben Howard. I'm Jack Newman. And I'm Trevor Flynn. And welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're jumping back into It, Chapter 2, Synopsis. Defeated by members of the Losers Club, the evil clown Pennywise returns 27 years later to terrorize the town of Derry, Maine once again. Now adults, the children's, the childhood friends have long since gone their separate ways. But when people start disappearing, Mike Hanlon calls the other home for one final stand. Damaged by scars from the past, the United Losers must conquer their deepest fears to destroy the shape-shifting Pennywise. Now, more powerful than ever. This is It Chapter 2, and welcome to our review of it. Gentlemen, how are you doing this week? Is everybody have dry pants? I have an interesting uh, question. Yes, uh, I have... I have... um, I'm pretending I have to think about this, but no, it's actually not that scary. I think I think this is one thing. I I was shocked by how unscared I I'm I'm like I'm a I'm a I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to these movies. I I me and Peter generally I'm really sad Peter's not here for this because me and him generally reject all scary movies because going to a scary movie with Peter is also like the best thing ever (laughs) because just is. But for me, like. it wasn't particularly scary, and I don't necessarily know that it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think we'll get some different takes here. Um, let me toss over real quick. I think that just giving people a little bit of catch caught, caught up here, previously on It Chapter 1, we gave it about a 7. A lot of people liked it, a lot of references to Stranger Things, a lot of different things there. And here is the continuation of the kids are 27 years older, and they've all cleverly cast them as older, high-profile actors now for us to enjoy. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Trevor. What did you think of It Chapter 2? Um, so I got into It uh, fairly recently. Um, combination of things. Uh, heard that It Chapter 1 was a big deal. Didn't care at the time. Um, saw Lindsay Ellis video talking about um, cycles of nostalgia and mass media, which I'm going to bring up again. And um, <laughs> I saw the trailer for It Chapter 2 with Jessica Chastain in the apartment with the old lady thing and got really interested and horrified by that and decided I needed to yeah. see It Chapter 1. Also, way to bury the lead on how actually horrifying. Like, I, I have to admit, I may, there may be a CG problem, but the old lady CG in this, like, really freaked me out. That was, that was uh, a- Yeah, it's still, I think, probably the scariest scene in the movie is the one that they picked for the trailer, which, you know, good move. Yeah, also, yeah. You know, kind of disappointed. I wasn't ever more scared than that a little bit. But I, after watching it, chapter one, I lowered my expectations for two, <laughs> but also raised them in that I needed them to go. I, I really agree with what y'all said in your podcast about it, that I was hoping the second one would be uh, adulthood would put a different lens on the, the whole thing and be a little bit yeah. more atmospheric, a little more suspenseful. And I went full jump scare, I feel like. so. <laughs> yeah. You know what was the dumbest thing that scared me the most in this theory? is like when, when Bill Hader's having his like existential scene and, and he's like, it's not real, it's not real. And yeah. he closes his eyes right in front of Pennywise and Pennywise just does a woo thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I think, again, I think that 
again, my general outline take here is that because of the way that the it novel is worked up and that you have interlaced stories between older and new and that we're uninterlacing the stories, you have, you know, they've done a good and bad thing here by allowing it chapter one to be a very good story or a basic horror movie. They've kind of dumped a lot of the storytelling onto it chapter two in such a way as to make it feel convoluted. And I feel like the failure of this movie is that it feels like it needs to have a lot of flashback sequences to make the narrative work. And I feel like it would have been way more powerful if those sequences actually happened in the first movie. Hmm. I don't even understand why a lot of those flashbacks were necessary because they seem to be referencing things that we as the audience already know about. And nothing has really changed about their trauma. They're just as adults reliving it, which I can understand is necessary. What I think is the biggest writing problem, and uh, for you, if this is part of the way it works in the book, I can understand how that might might work there but not here is that all of the characters have amnesia but the audience has seen the first movie that seems like maybe what the writing problem is as to why they felt partly that they needed those flashbacks well, i don't think it excuses them fully i think part of it is they need to have another jump scare and they need to have another and, cgi monster come back and but. amnesia makes so much sense in the context of the book where you have chapters between two you, flash forward flashback flash yeah. forward flashback the yeah. future people can't know how they survived the first time around and you definitely know that some people are dead and that adds suspense which is also the reason that a per- character kills himself before the thing you kind of have the secondary questioning things that the character actually die by pennywise and we just don't know it or other things like that. It's There's definitely, like, it's structured in such a way for a very specific reason, and they've carried over a lot of the existing structure very faithfully, I think a little bit to this movie's ill. At the same time, I'm not calling this a bad movie. I, um, it's, it's not by any stretch a bad movie, but let me go ahead and, I, we haven't had him in here yet, so Ben, I actually want to get your take real fast, too. Uh, I do think it's I a run bad away. movie, actually. Uh, oh, you um, do, you do. Yeah, and I think that structure is a huge part of it. Um, it, it's a very it is a very fascinating book and I don't want to do too much of a book versus movie thing here but what I'll just say is what what makes it such an interesting book to me is it is about uh, I think I mentioned this in the previous one it's about a man going through a horrible drug crisis on drugs at the time uh, admittedly right. so uh, writing about the fear of becoming his father essentially becoming the alcoholic that his dad was the the, 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 the loser if you will and it's about cycles of abuse and I think it works. It's it's a very interesting to see how much damage kind of happens by splitting it up into into kid movie, adult movie, kind of, um, which is also what makes this movie weird. Is that um, for it's entirely the book is about we all know something bad happened, but what was it? We what and, and it slowly evolves itself into this bigger and bigger and more and more terrible thing this sort of unholy nightmare that that they eventually discover happened to them as child so it's about this kind of bigger idea of abuse and i think when you kind of take that away and it's just like we go and you do this and you do this and you find your thing and you find this thing and there's a scare here this scare here it turns it more into a a kind of carnival ride (laughs) where it's just like here's the spooky lady section Here's the the girl with the head on fire part. I love this. Ben is Ben. You're already quoting the critic that Jack referred me to. <laughs> so oh, really? It was admittedly trying <laughs> yeah. to defend the movie, 
a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. ended up with much the same. Yeah, he, he had the same. He had the same almost. Mark Commode uh, had almost the same thing. He was defend. He literally said that defending it. So I'm not That's exactly funny. sure how. Like, That's I like, funny. I, li- I like him when he like defends something. He's like, I mean, this is terrible. This is terrible. Like he's the worst defense of any movie. <laughs> like if Mark Commode came to my movie opening, I was like, I mean, it's okay. I really like it, but I'm like, don't stop, you son shut, of a bitch. Shut, <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. Uh, but I yeah and I think I think that's ruinous and I think also the other book versus movie thing I'll do right away before I get to the actual issue just as a movie is the ending of the book don't spend your whole movie shitting on Stephen (laughs) King endings and then make a worse ending don't do that (laughs) I think it completely misses the point of the book and I think in particular the grossest part is that it takes some of the nastier parts of the book without having the resolution of that nastiness right like in particular in the queer murder scene was just very hard to watch without them spoiler alert for the book spoiler alert for the book jump ahead a minute them destroying the entire town right because like that's the whole point of the end of the book is like this whole town was rotten to the core it wasn't just pennywise pennywise is a big part of it this whole town was awful Fuck it. Yeah. Go on. Trevor, for for the... I'm not This is too nostalgic. It's like, we saved the town full of homophobes that murder gay people. And you're like, you know? Right, right, and they're like, they're like, no. I mean, it makes total sense that you know Pennywise created this bubble of horribleness, and he's just a metaphor for the horribleness of this. And like, it's almost right. like Stephen King has this beautiful thing where he's like watching the terribleness of his like childhood fade away. And exactly, it's just like, he's just like, it's remember so all those horrible beautiful. memories? It's like, like yeah. when Forrest Gump has that house bulldozed first thing he comes into money and goes back to town. Ah, that is that's, that's actually, such a weird pull, but I love it. I didn't think that Forrest Gump had deep cut pulls, but he's yeah, actually found sorry. them. We made, fucking made it work. It no, you found only... like one scene no one quotes. Like, thank you. Good job. It's a good It's Jesus. only because I've seen it so many times. <laughs> it is amazing to watch, like, just, just watch a film or, like, I guess that's the element of the book. Be like, yeah, fuck small town America. <laughs> like, that's, like, well, that's, I, like, I get it. I get that that's what that scene is doing, but that totally just explains the catharsis that I didn't get at the end of this movie. I just, yeah, I, I, I totally buy that. Because I get that that's yeah. the point of that opening And, and you scene. know, and I think that's the other thing. You need a shot of, like, one of the homophobes getting swept away in a flood. Do you know what I mean? That's what you, like, need. Yeah. Well, I yeah, guess Bill like Hader's what you, exactly what you character need. has kind of come to terms with his queerness by the end. And a really, but got, then I'm sure Ben has his own thoughts on that. But then his love is also dead. So we have, like, yeah. two gay people with dead partners, possibly. I mean, he was yeah. never really partners with Eddie, but still. It's like, yeah. Yeah, You're waiting I, in the trickier territory again. Like, it, you know. Again, and, and also it just doesn't complete. I guess that's the thing, too, is that, like, I, I, I guess I, I always found it to be good. I mean, the book to be good in, like, a very, very complicated sort of way. That It's that a mess. I, it's, not, it's not perfect. It's a I, mess. It, 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 I think that's my thing, too. It's like, and, like, watch uh, the, uh, the idea of, like, somebody telling me to adapt. It blows my fucking mind. I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> there, there, there isn't enough cocaine in Jersey to do that. <laughs> the only way to adapt it is to do like a like a Jodorowsky's Dune. Like, don't even do it. Just do your own movie. That makes no sense. Right, it's right, weird, yeah, yeah, surreal. Yeah, no, no, no. Like Twin Peaks, David Lynch yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like, adapt- it's like it talks about him like just going and like becoming Stephen King, and it's like a weird trippy movie where he's like at the end of it, he's is Stephen King. <laughs> it makes sense that like only things that have like the space turtle are it and like the dark universe, the dark. Dark, dark universe, sorry. <laughs> oh my funny. god! The Dark Tower series. 
Which yeah. is like Stephen King so far up his ass, he finds Jesus. It's amazing. <laughs> the series is crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like the Dark like Tower too. universe. They're crazy. It's, such, they're, it's, 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 they're, they're out of control. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know a writer could have a blank check. Like, you can write whatever you want, but even I'm like, oh, the producer needs to come in here somewhere. <laughs> Tell him to stop. The kid with dyslexia, like, dies in the first book. What the fuck? Dr. Just, Doom shows up. And it's just Doctor Doom, but it's like he's not Doctor Doom, Doom, but he's Doctor yeah. Doom, and you're like, that seems illegal. like like somebody at the publishing house had to at some point be like, okay, <laughs> are you just are you just trying to get us into a trial with Marvel? Is that the goal here? Have we done something to offend you? <laughs> you mad at us? What is this? What do we do, Stephen? <laughs> Were we not that nice to you when you wrote the, how, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon? Because kids really hated that book. And we made them read it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bitter about that one. <laughs> I had to read that as a school project. And so, I have to admit. I so I have a, a theory. I'm curious if you guys think. Do you guys think that originally the original script of this was just the adults with maybe minor bits of the stu- the, the the kids? And then they getting shot a bunch? Yeah. Are you are you maybe thinking right. that because it and this blew our minds? Jack and I were talking about this. They uh, uh, used CG to de-age the child actors that they that, brought back in like, to do these flashbacks. And I was I like, wait, what? That. I'm like, jeez, we're de-aging fourteen-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, feels kind of illegal. <laughs> <laughs> right? oh, what? what? I, don't, I don't know. You're watching too much anime. <laughs> too much. Anime. Was, yeah, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> that joke didn't make any sense. I don't think. But yeah, it, it it certainly was a case of like I could see references, but it was just very strange that we were doing like long scenes with like more horror stuff with the kids. But I kind of get it because when the kids showed up, I was like, oh. Yeah, I forgot the kids were really good. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see, forgot. I watched chapter one the same week, three days before seeing chapter two, so I did not have that going for and, me. And, and this, there's no way to do this, but I think the issue is that I don't think the adult story works as a metaphor for oppression without having the kids' story interlaced with it. Yeah. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, and that's I what think they I realized that. I, and I wouldn't be shocked if like they realized that while they were filming. You know, like, like he's like, fuck, <laughs> this doesn't work. The fact is, like, this is kind of stagey and boring. Like, they well, have the, a good the, scene with, because yeah. they add something new with the Bill Hader character. They have a good scare scene. But, like, for everyone else, it's... Yeah, it's like they're, the they're fact that Bev in the first few minutes of the movie is leaving her abusive husband and that, you know, we saw her seemingly overcome that aspect of her trauma that she, you know, would be empowered and not fall into an, another abusive relationship from the first movie is first, then immediately off, undercut is yeah part of I that agree movie. it's undercut narratively, but that's totally how abusive relationships work. Yeah, no, and I get it. I just like, like I, yeah. I think it. No, I, 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 I'm not part of what your point part, yeah. part of what you're saying, but it. Being detached and made into a separate thing is part is jarring, you know. And, like, and also maybe. suggesting it's supposed to be it's supposed to de the character. This is the weird thing too, because the characters in the book are simultaneously in their own way getting over the same thing at different points in their life. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, the character in the beginning, like, Mike's getting over his guilt at the beginning, and he's also getting over his guilt 27 years later. Right. Well, and the that first makes time... sense in the context, because yeah. they forget, and yeah. then it's both, it's this twinned thing. But in this own way, and each like, one because... Is like, and each one is, like, someone who had, like, a, a horrible thing happen to them in a small town. Like, a, like you know, a brother who got killed, or... 
an abusive father, a, a mom who tried to poison you. Like a, these are all classic Stephen King tropey, but you know, effective small town. Yep. Fears and terrors, and yep. you know, and the lady from Misery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> which I think one of the cleverer things in the movie was that, um, and not a lot of critics are pointing this out. The wife of Eddie is the same woman who plays his mom, which is oh my god, good Boonwelly shit, and I that's, appreciate that's, that. That's <laughs> the that is that is some shit, and I love it. That is some shit, and I and I and I do genuinely love it in a terrible sort of way. <laughs> like yeah. It's, also, Isaiah Mustafa does not look like the guy from the Old Spice ads, and I kept being like, "It's the guy from the Old Spice ads." But yeah, I, I heard I that. Like, yeah, him. he's not. He needs. He, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I heard that like five times in the theater. Somebody <laughs> was like ooing and awing in him, and I'm like, "It's not the same guy, dude." <laughs> he's just racist. Sorry, <laughs> my random <laughs> audience theater problem and the decay of our society is that the guy next to me kept trying to impress his girlfriend by quoting line for line the scene that was in the trailer with Jessica Chastain in the apartment as uh, it was happening. And at some point I was just why? literally like, this is the only, I have like a little bit of a good ending. And this is the only time I've ever successfully gotten someone to shut up in a movie where I just like did a right angle in terms of like, dude, and just stopped it. Well placed dude. And, and, is if you yell at somebody in the theater, you have to just like go in full force, which is always awkward because it's always fucking Katie when it's with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always my fiance, and she's always like, she's the she is. I just I don't understand. You're how just it you, it, it's difficult, but you have to protect society from her. Yeah, I, I I, she talks to me. She talks to me full volume. Does not moderate, and I just I don't. I'm like I'm sitting here like I'm like I'm, I'm like sleeping down in my chairs because I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yell at a lady in a theater and be like no baby I look terrible I don't, I don't know she yeah just, just Jack, Jack I it's totally understand I'm dating someone who's a talker it's tough it's tough it's it's it's, it's, tough. it's she Hard. doesn't realize she like literally does not realize like she 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 sits there and she's just like I'm talking to her and she's just like I I was fine I wasn't that loud and I'm like. People turned and looked at us in like the front row. Like people, like people in the theater turned around, made eye contact with me, and then like looked at you, like like I needed to do something, which is also really awkward too. Well, like, and, and you have horrible moments. Like uh, my boyfriend's favorite movie is Kiki's Delivery Service, which we were watching, and he's like talking about all these scenes he loves. And I was I had only seen it once, and I not like in a terrible like on like oh, a, with commercials and stuff, so I was not emotionally engaged. So I'm really emotionally engaged this time. I'm liking it so much more this time. And it's getting to like the emotional climax moment. And I feel so bad where I'm like, babe, I need you to be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> I know it's your favorite movie of all time, but I, I want to feel this right now. <laughs> Katie, I did not take Katie to the first showing. I went by myself without Katie to the second showing. Um, to Because she, we, I went to Endgame with her. And she hadn't watched like ninety percent of Marvel up to that point, and she talked like all like people got people in the in game theater like opening night in game with Katie there was the worst experience of my movie going life oh, no. because the dudes in the front row we were surrounded by dudes that were just like no no like like like, like they, they were like they were like we will fight you <laughs> like, like I was like I'm gonna get killed by Marvel Bros because Katie doesn't know who Ant Man is like, so I've waited eight years for this and you will not stop me sir. Well, I don't, I don't, it's, it's terrible when you're like, they're being assholes, but like, I didn't, I didn't particularly blame them. I was like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you. Can you shut up, please? I love you so much. Stop it. I don't want to deal with this. Mm. Should we talk I about like that. some good things? I thought the transitions at the beginning were really cool. They had some clever ones. The one with the puzzle piece is really clever. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that did get me. 
I, I think the I think the budget wise, I actually liked the mirror hall scene. I I know it's tacked on, um, but it actually I agree with it. It's a fun scene, and it also like mirror kind halls of, are just cinematic classics. You know, like, I don't know <laughs> right. a bad mirror hall scene. They're all oh, right. man with the golden guns kind Hold, of bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Pales in comparison bad. to the one in Us, though. I, I think it's, it suffers that, a the comparison. Man with, the man with the golden gun is like famous, and it's. I mean, I mean, yeah, they're ripping off. They're ripping off Enter the Dragon, but whatever, you know, like they but ripped off Enter the Dragon first. Which which rips off Ladies from Shanghai, which I think is the probably the first. One. Really, there's a before the Enter the Dragon. I didn't yeah, realize that was Ladies from Shanghai. Was... Orson Welles. You mirrors, guys are such nerds. Good mirrors. It's good mirrors. It's always I, Orson Welles. He always does weird stuff. He's he's like the he- like. God damn! I need to watch more Orson Welles. You do. Ladies Shanghai is good. Uh, mm. th- 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 at least watch that scene on YouTube. It's good shit. I will. I will. I'm uh, totally just gonna mirror watch that halls scene. are just my shit. That's all it is. Because I finally went into a mirror hall and they are truly horrible. I don't like them. They're, they're no, <laughs> it's just dis- uh, uh, no, it's disorientation. The space like it's, it's not terrible. Cool. It's yeah. not great. I thought they were fun. They're not fun. They're yeah. <laughs> a living nightmare. also that 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 space that he's in, like the tight space where he just turns around and runs into stuff. Like James McAvoy fucking commits to fucking his face on those things you know i was pretty impressed with him i i do i do like i have to admit i gotta give credit to actors like they got good guys to do this i just don't think i think the movie's broken without the kids i think it's weird I think so and i just don't think they have enough time to be together and kind of have that element and i think yeah i think if you had the emotional core of the kids being more and the adults being more broken where it's like it felt like everyone was in their own kind of movie and like they cast really well but it's hard to just know like if Right. Jessica Chastain is Jessica Chastain is killing it. McAvoy is always on point. I mean, they were all really, they were all really. Even some of the less known guys were really good. Like I thought they were. Yeah. No, everyone was like well cast. It was just sort of interesting, but like you could have it was a good example. Like you can have a great cast, but they don't necessarily gel because like it never yeah. felt like they were like. Yeah. Well, they didn't get much of a chance, like you're saying. Stuff. As soon as they come together, they, they're talking about how they have to go off on their own, and the movie jokes oh. about it because it knows that it's awful that they have to split up now. But they do for plot, and it's just. I, I'm gonna. Uh, I know. I know you were saying let's talk about good things, but I, I need was to just point trying. Out, no, I, I just to wanted to out, like get it in there. I just. I uh, need to point out, in my opinion, what is the worst part about this movie is that it is way, way, way too long. Oh, dude, so long. Hot, hot it's take. So long. <laughs> No, oh, I, I mean, I, we just haven't even mentioned it. I feel like it ha- yeah. like it, we're we're twenty five minutes into an it podcast and haven't mentioned the fact this is the better and, part of three and the worst hours. Part, the worst part is that it's misplaced length. That's my I, I bad have no length. problem. Bad with, length. I have no problem with with length. Uh, I was listening to um, a podcast about Lawrence of Arabia, and they had an interesting quote from the uh, editor where she was talking about she, you know they they did like a two hour cut of Lawrence of Arabia. And they were shocked it was actually more boring than the three-hour cut. <laughs> because yeah. they were like, you don't have time to live with it. Like, if you don't have the right pace, it's all about pace. You know, this movie needs to be three hours. This movie needs to be either two hours or three hours with better scenes, essentially. Or, or, you know or what it I mean? needs to be a miniseries. Like, that's, or a miniseries, I feel like that's, yeah. I feel like I feel like the miniseries George, is the best fit for this. And it's one of those sad things. I feel like if you got these actors involved in a miniseries on, like, HBO and gave it a nice budget, it would have been the best version of this you, thing that could are have you been. Do, are, you, are you doing a bit here? Because 
you know that exists. Well, there was right. <laughs> well, there was a miniseries, but the miniseries is shorter no, than the two I, movies combined. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. I, I. I. mean, do do me like a season, like a do me like a season of like, like a Chernobyl hour, length, yeah, like six yeah, or yeah, ten. six, yeah, seven hours of of it, and I'm good to go. And I think, and then intercut the stories and and make it super artistic and uh, just like criticjes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been amazing, but George Romero was originally going to do a six part <laughs> series, which at least feels closer. It feels like the original it right, was going to be right. that. So it's like, I, I'm sorry, just as like an editor or like a screenwriter, I just I'm sorry if you did it this way and you're not doing, if you're not trying to cut it down the middle or change it up. There's just too many characters on screen. Somebody needed to be cut, and I and I get why you didn't do it. But well, I'm they just, even just, killed off a person in the beginning. Well, that's, you know? that's in everything. That's, that's in, in the media. book, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. in everywhere. The, the character deaths are, like, very close to the book and very yeah. close to the original as well. I mean, the original being the miniseries. Yeah, but, like, Eddie dies, but, like, they changed how he dies. Like, he, he get his mm. arm bit off in the other it's one. Ch- it's so different. He dies in every media, but at the, every media, it's different, It's a little right? different. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in, like, the series, he gets, like, eaten by, like, a like a crab monster or something, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. There was a really bad stop motion at the end of that it yeah. series, the first one. Oof. Yeah, they didn't have the budget for, like, the final encounter, whereas this one did. Yeah, yeah. Which I've just, it, I can't believe they stuck with Giant Spider. I thought everyone hated the Giant Spider, but they stuck with it. I'm like, okay, awesome. They didn't bring in Space Turtle, though. I mean, I just, I, I can't believe, I can't believe that, like, there wasn't a shot about, like, there wasn't a joke about, like, his big butt. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, <laughs> like, I just, I was, like, really ready for that. Like, I was really ready for, like, a big butt joke or something. Or, like, <laughs> like the jokes at the end weren't funny. That bothered me, man. It really bothered me that, like, like it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, you have a big spider butt. You're just well, a spider. I don't know what. Another thing we haven't brought about. up is that this movie has a tone problem. I mean, where it's constantly undercutting mm. with humor. Every, after is every it a tone problem or is it just a good comedy? <laughs> it's a good I comedy. mean, I I enjoyed the chapter one even more as a comedy than I did as a horror movie. I'll give you that. But uh, I mean, Bill Hader is the best part of this, uh, hands down. That's the problem. Is Bill Hader is clearly was working, so they just gave him more stuff. When it is a classic like actor popping, taking over a movie kind of thing, because like uh, he's he great. Popped. He is he very popped, good yeah. and enjoyable. But like, yeah, he is. And he fits that character. He fits the Finn Wolfhard, Richie Tozer character. But, like, it, it just becomes so much. <laughs> You're like, dude, when are you going to take this seriously? There is an interdimensional spider monster. Eventually, I need you to be a little serious. Just well, the epitome it. For, it for me was actually when uh, Eddie stabs... Uh, uh, Bowers and just, like, keeps the stabbing motion going. And it's a joke. Like in the scene, while was, it's there's still blood gushing everywhere, you know that, that was, was like such the a most weird choice <laughs> for Eddie. Like it feels like a Richie. I've given up on life mode. <laughs> like it was a very <laughs> weird choice from the hypochondriac who like freaks out at everything to get stabbed in the cheek and be like, eh, I'm not freaking out at all. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 still. I, I think it's still. I think I it. it is kind of weird, and and I think this is one of the things. I don't necessarily think that the Lovecraftian element of it makes a ton of sense in the book, or it does. It just I like I always I always enjoy not, not Lovecraftian because well, it's an actually. alien from the deep space. He literally right. does there's, say there's he's a, a devourer between, of worlds. There's a between, it is a bit of that Lovecraftian thing in that he was King's first attempt to make 
his outer old god things, you know, because he makes right. this thing called the Macroverse, which is a universe that's around our universe. This is where the aliens from the mist come from. This is where a lot of the Dark Tower shit comes into play. This is where the giant space turtles from. And so it's this whole weird idea he has of like, you know, the, 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 the greater forces that are, you know, in charge of us kind of thing. So there is elements there and he's definitely cribbing from from him, but he is like more mythology, I would say, than um Yeah. It's also it's weird mythology that makes no sense, mythology. but he's trying. It makes sense in his head. That's what I think it matters. Whereas Lovecraft never yeah. tried. It's all about the other and the, the scariness of the other. Whereas like King likes the idea of like a unexplored things like he, he it's the same with uh the the, the tommy knockers the fucking the one about the things that eat time he's like a whole mo- book about like people being stuck in time there's giant meatballs that eat time it's very dumb <laughs> it's his i think i think his stuff is a little bit more out there whereas like steven i mean i guess i always give lovecraft the credit and it's one of those things where it's like it's not lovecraftian and that pennywise it's actually bad when we start explaining what pennywise is Versus, like, I think yeah, that's mythology. Yeah, so much better as a Lovecraftian monster in the first one, where he's not explaining, and then they're like going through the like Chud. As soon as he said Chud on screen, I was like, no, no offense to like what it is, but I'm just like, oh, guys, come on, we're literally, we're literally got once, characters around a table giving. Once us you bring out the Native American artifact, you're like, oh, it's okay. not, it's not even like no offense to like Native American. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know if he did no, like proper that. research. It's just like the artifact the, that has the thing in the backstory and you're just like yeah just mm. well to be Ugh. fair to be fair guys that is a expectation that's shortly subverted where pennywise is like yeah you didn't tell him that wasn't gonna work and uh yeah you thought the native american artifact was gonna save the day come on like that's been no that's not which is fair it, but know. it's also like then you wasted even more of my time yeah <laughs> you know? that's also fair <laughs> yeah like all that stuff of getting the shit didn't matter at all so how, like, how about this no matter what no matter what you say about it, I I, I don't care. <laughs> like you know, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, I don't mean to be a dick about it, but like no matter like if if, if even if it is properly used, Trevor, I don't care. It's still annoying I mean, the fuck out of me. I'm, I was like, I'm, it's also I'm, like yeah. I just saw I just saw it's also like him in like Native American burial grounds and stuff where it's it's like I get it because it's like it's like it's an American me- yeah. it's an American methodology of doing it. It's like you know how people I mean it's it's how like Dracula has its own basis and race because it's like those Eastern European people yeah. in well I actually don't know that that's true Dracula is based on a real guy that did Vlad the Impaler that actually did impale a whole fuckload of people so um, taken from a document where the guy said that oh he's dipping his bread in the blood of his victims which is you know sounds like mm. hearsay I don't know if that's delicious I don't know I don't, I don't care if I'm like super evil I'm like I'd like it's blood you it's know blood's not tasty no. it's not tasty blood's not tasty no. Don't ask us how we know. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, last thoughts on this before we move on to some scores. Uh, I'll just say the way Andy Muschietti handles CGI, I have no, I had very little faith on the fact that he's apparently doing an Attack on Titan movie. And I have oh, even fuck. less faith on that. <laughs> no. Nope, 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 nope. Not happening. Not a thing. I accept, I do not accept but, its existence. I already have one bad Attack on Titan movie. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need more. Not mean. Uh, overall, I just this this was just frustrating. I think a big part of it was the scares. I think it's it falls into this weird like it, it reminded me of goosebumps <laughs> the visual sometimes like it it was just so rubbery and goofy in some senses. It, it it felt like it lost a lot of what made the original 
great. Like the, the, I still think the original, the, the scene with the, uh, it's the most famous scene in it, obviously, but, but their version of the, uh, the storm dream scene with Georgie is just so perfect and paced and, and excellent. Even if I get some complaints of people like, well, he's too spooky of a clown or whatever, but eh, I don't know. I don't care about that as much. Um, Whereas now it's like we have very little Pennywise of just Bill Skarsgård just being Bill Skarsgård. There's just one scene of him doing that. And it's pretty good, but it's like, again, just kind of a repeat of a lot of stuff I've seen. And the rest is just gooey, goopy, drippy monster people. Like the the old lady, when the old lady's revealed, I was like, this is silly. Like you've been leading up to this, this like weird, goofy, goosebumps character. It's just kind of... Uh, one thing I didn't mention, which is just uh, I just found the visuals. Uh, there was some strong. It's weird because there's some very strong visual moments, like um, uh, Ben and and uh, and uh, oh, I forgot her Sophia. Uh, no, that's that's the character Beverly. Beverly and Ben when they're like holding hands across the doorways. I thought that was really cool. That's a really good sequence, but a lot of it was just like really weird and not good and <laughs> felt very fakey and cheesy and not very scary. So. Yeah, didn't scare me. Didn't really interest me thematically. Kind of bungled a lot of stuff and has a really bad ending. So I didn't really like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what What's the score? Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I, I, sorry, um, I, I didn't mean to jump in. It just sounded like that was like Yeah, I guess it was kind of doing, doing, yeah, doing, yeah. doing a thing. So I'm going to say yeah. 4.5. 4.5. That's, whoa. Okay. Uh, Trevor. You know, I've, mo- um, I will say... If it was an hour shorter, it'd be a five point five. It's just that it's so long. I think I, yeah. I'm sorry. I think that like that is like the thing to me about this movie that is offensive. Yeah. Um, there's so, <laughs> so much. Long. There's so much you could just cut. Do you know what I mean? There's so much you can. Just when I could have watched so two easily. short movies, I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like hard. like there's there's so like my brain just every time a character there's characters that whole characters that come on screen. I'm just like, you can just cut all this. Come on, yeah, just cut it. Cut all right. It. Make it better. Stop interrupting Sorry, please, please Trevor. go, Trevor. <laughs> um, I'm actually, uh, I think, around a 5.5. Um, I, you know, I don't really care enough to defend this. I've tried, and I feel like failed. We were, for the most part, negative about it, and I'm, I'm fine with that. It was, you know, I, about as entertaining as I expected it to be. Going in, looking at that three-hour almost length, guys, I wasn't really optimistic about it. Um, so my expectations kind of figured into that, I guess, a bit. Um, I, I was, you know, kind of there for the ride for maybe the two first thirds of it. And of course, by the third act, when you realize none of the themes are really going anywhere and it's, uh, I, I mean, that's, that's when it got really boring for me. So, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the first one a lot more now that I've seen chapter two, even though I wouldn't even rate the first one, like as quite maybe completely solid, you know, it has its own problems, but, um, Yeah. I'm glad I saw it. I guess uh, ready to forget it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, all right. I guess this is putting it in perspective because, like, I overall recommend you go see at Chapter Two. I have a lot of problems with it. I don't think it's a fantastic horror movie, but I, I think that, I think that this is where I'm going to point out that even with just the badly organized Stephen King narrative, it still is a step above a lot of horror movies in that sense. It it has stuff and its themes don't come full circle, but it still has powerful 
themes built into it. I agree too, and I think also we've kind of stated here too. I don't, we, you know, some of the injection of uh, like homosexual means uh, homosexual ideas into this does not work because it's you know of like how the themes don't complete out. If you're going to use such violent imagery you probably need to have it matter and mean something and they don't necessarily and that's kind of a problem so i'm not defending this movie to the death because i don't i don't think that i think there's a lot of bad things in it and i think that it's way too fucking long that said on the standards of horror movie and i'm not a horror movie genre person i'm just not i'm never going to be that so take that for the grain of salt that it is i think that it's pretty good and it's worth your time uh because the horror genre has is kind of can be a bottomless pit sometimes and I, I don't want to take that the wrong way I'm not a fan so I know that you guys can all shit on me about it <laughs> but I give it a six I think that it's I think it's I think as far as horror movies go it's definitely definitely worth your time and the pedigree of the material being put into it even if it's poorly organized is still pretty good and a step above about what you're gonna see all right, all right. yeah so uh, we give it chapter two a 5.5 out of 10 so maybe go see it. Maybe read some more stuff. <laughs> like go, that's my recommendation. Go watch other critics. That's terrible. <laughs> no, it's still, it's still on the slight side of a recommendation, right? I mean, we have a 10-point scale here, so it's just barely a maybe you don't want to miss it kind of thing. It's 5.5 is the ultimate meh. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> Do whatever you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see if I care, you know? <laughs> I would just say, like, uh, it's... It's it's three hours long. My audience did not particularly like gasp a lot, despite being a pretty packed audience. So it wasn't like a super fun viewing experience. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't. And I'm I'm a chicken. So the fact that I didn't get out, I didn't have to leave during that movie is, I think, very telling about the nature so of the just, horror. Just rent it. Just get it on the Amazon or whatever later, and just where you can lounge. You go to the bathroom whenever you want. <laughs> you can take a break. Oh, yeah, dude. I would have totally loved to have just like <laughs> left and like been in the next room pacing and like peeking yeah. in to see what's happening, what scene we're at. Go to the bathroom, play some Fire Emblem, come back out. You know? Oh, God. Fire Emblem with this? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I just like Fire Emblem to become my new like go to. I got 10 minutes. Put on some Fire Emblem. Because it lets you pause the battle, which is dangerous. Because now I can just yeah. fill my day with Fire Emblem all day. Yeah, and you, and then you can just leave the switch in like the, in, like, the charger. And it's just like you pick it. It's like you walk by, pick it up, play for a little bit, turn it off, put it down. Ugh, it's so, it's it's bad. It's, it's been bad. a pleasure speaking to you gentlemen about movies <laughs> and how you both have Nintendo Switch. And I don't. It's <laughs> <that's, that's, laughs> all, sorry. It's all Switch I'm really shaming. sorry. He got to play it with me while he was here. And so it's just, I'm sorry. I. I, so it's probably good that I don't have one. That's what it sounds like anyway. So that's fine. Yeah. I got yeah, a lot of games to catch up on anyway. Yeah, I become stupid. You need more, to the Switch. more Switch to fill your day with. <laughs> yeah. For the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Trevor Flynn. Mm, goodbye, Brody. And Ben Haworth. Adios. And I'm your host, Jack Newman. Head on over to the Tuscan Shed Media Network. That's tuscanshed.com, where you can see all of our other podcasts. Go check that out there. Also, head on over to Twitter and Facebook, where you can leave us comments. Tell us what you thought of It Chapter 2 and why we're totally wrong or totally right and how you love us or you like our hairstyles that you can't see or our giant mustaches with uh, twinge twiggly bits. What are the twiggly bits? They got, like, 
oil in them or something. I don't know. I don't know what I do with my mustache that you totally can't see. Anyways, for the Movie Gang Podcast, this has been Ben, Trevor, and myself. Also, while you're at it, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get up the charts. Same bish bosh babsh. You heard it a million times here. Go do that. Go do all the things. If you haven't already, do feel like, you know, I feel like you owe it to me personally to just like go give me a little bit of media. So go do that this week. Um, Again, one last time. I think this is the third time I've said it. But uh, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thank you for listening.